The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zemanski, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I'm talking with Nina Price about midlife transformation for midlife success. You're also going to hear my weekly tip, and today's program is probably not the lightest, hardest of tips today, because I'm going to talk about Feng Shui and the Oakland, California fire, the very devastating thing that's happening in our region um, over the last few days. We'll talk about that. And But first, I would like to tell you a little bit about my guest today. Her name is Nina Price, and she calls herself the queen of midlife transformation. She proclaims she's quite simply not done yet and Nina holds an MBA from the University of Michigan and is a former Silicon Valley high-tech marketing exec who after 20 years in the computer industry learned it was time to do something else. In 2001, she pushed her own reset button and reinvented herself as a midlife success coach and board-certified healthcare professional. So she can solve more kinds of problems as she serves individuals tackling transformation that comes from midlife and beyond. Nina lives in Silicon Valley, and for fun, she is also a radio DJ, but she hosts a weekly music show, and she produces audiobooks for Audible. Welcome to the show, Nina. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. It's my pleasure to be here from rainy Silicon Valley. Yeah, from rainy Silicon Valley. Here it's not. I'm up in Northern California. It's not uh, quite raining yet, but although it's tried a few times uh, already today. So it's not always sunny in California, as they say in the publicity, if you will. <laughs> you know, I want to I go back to your intro a little bit. I listen to a ton of audiobooks on audio, Audible. So how did you get that gig? Well, having been a radio personality for over 20 years and having read lots of copy on the air, I've always liked, well, I'm a, I'm a storyteller at heart, and I've always enjoyed what I do on the radio. And I've always, I too, like to listen to audiobooks, so I thought that would be really fun to do, and some of my radio buddies were doing it, and they got me into it. Yeah, interesting. Like, what, what are some of the titles? Well, and, and how many I, books have you I, done so far? Well, I've done them. Um, I'm, I think I'm working on my 20th book at this point. I just got some new ones to do. And so in the next month, I'll be working on some brand new books. Um, I've been at it a couple of years. And yeah, just finishing my second year at, right now. And um, I've done almost 20 books. Well, like, give, me, there, give me some like the genre or... Well, well, it's pretty broad range. I like doing books about health-related topics, obviously, herbs and 
sleep and happy brains and things like tinnitus and I've done books about all of those things and I've I diet. I've also done things about business, mm-hmm. business books, and I've done some fiction books too. And of course, the fiction books are the most fun, but they actually involve acting, and so I've really had to work hard on my acting. <laughs> yeah, because you have to get in so many different characters. Well, that's fine. Well, that's a little factoid that I, you know, have never come across somebody who has actually, you know, done audio because I just love listening to books. And it's interesting how sometimes it's best that the author doesn't read the book. And, you know, I'm going to give you one example real quick. I listened to Tony Robbins, the most kind of his most recent book out about the the game of money or something like that. I don't know. And I think his publisher even said, we can do this on Audible, but you can't read it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And That's he does. so interesting. He, so, yeah, he's he said I'll you know I'll be here at you know the intro right now and then we'll go to the end because I love his content but wow eighteen hours of of listening to that very raspy voice if especially if you're not listening to to Tony but anyway good content but I'm glad he made that business decision it's to have so someone like you <laughs> read the book well, you know or you. someone you know a, a voiceover read his book. That's so nice. People have said, you know, I could listen to your voice all day, and that's really nice. I mean, to me, that's a high compliment. But you can't, just like just like you can't be the right coach, acupuncturist, feng shui consultant, um, you can't be the right voice for everyone. That's just right. like, you know, some writers don't work for everybody either. Right. And some people say, you know, I really like reading so-and-so's books, but I, but I really don't like listening to them. And some people say, I really don't like to read I would much rather listen to somebody and so we're all different Mm -hmm. but yes I hope that those listening will will look me up on audible Nina Price and and check out some of my books I'd love that so that's what I need to do I just need to um, go in a search and go for your voice over a title and that's how I can find cool we'll do it myself I will do it myself and love to love to support a guest here so um but but Nina let me let me ask you I'd like to do this with all of my guests before we really get into the crux of your interview is what do you know about feng shui or astrology or auspicious auspicious timing have you had any um you know uh inroads to that or what what have you what have you done so I'm trained as an acupuncturist and practitioner of Chinese medicine, and so I know a little bit about feng shui, the bagua, and so on. But I had a really poignant experience myself with a friend of mine um, who, like you, is a feng shui master. I was looking at uh, a situation where I was looking to rent a fairly expensive property uh, to move my practice there and and to really expand and step up in a big way to a new way of doing business. And where I live, uh, it it's very expensive to rent uh-huh. anything. Yes. <laughs> and because all the startups want all the good spaces, so it's really hard to find something that's well-located and suitable. I found a place, and I took a group of friends, including my friend who's a feng shui master, to have a look at it. And after that visit, um, my friend, who's the feng shui master, gave me some pretty pointed feedback about uh, things I needed to consider before making my mind up. And as a result of her counsel, I didn't rent the place. Well, good. And I have no regrets. Good. 
Good. That's actually, you know, for our listeners, I think that is something that, you know, people um, will get a lot of value from hiring an expert in this field of feng shui is someone who knows landform and who can read the energy of a land. And that's what your master was doing because people have the misconception of everything happens on the inside. Now, it's not to say because I don't know the building in question, but, you know, in some respects, you know, there's things that are going to be, Oh, blatant when you walk in, it's like, no, 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 this is, you know, it does have bad feng shui, but you can absolutely look at the energy of a land and know whether or not it the building is going to be successful. And like you said, you are in one of the prime real estate areas of our nation, if not the mm-hmm. world. And mm-hmm. so you would think, well, everybody would succeed down there. No. And then the other thing, if I hopefully she did this, is she overlaid your personal astrology chart on it to specifically see, you know, um, you know, why it would not have been good for you because, you know, every space has its purpose, right? Well, you're renting it for business or leasing it for business. And so this is a really important aspect that people, um, when they're either buying or renting, whether it be a living space or a workspace, make sure that it is beneficial to you, the occupant that's going to be using that space because it's going to make a, a huge difference on whether or not you're going to be successful or not. So thanks for that input. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about you, Nina. So what is the the big reason that you do that you, what you do now? <laughs> um, I just feel very called to work with people who are in midlife mm-hmm. because it's such a cool time of life. It's not a simple time. And what part of life is simple? Maybe when you're a kid and (laughs) don't realize all the things going on, maybe not. Um, Midlife is really about changes that can positively or negatively affect the the long term of your life. Um, The quality of life in your later years. And when we get to midlife, we're sort of done with a lot of things that were important to us maybe earlier in life. And many people don't bother to shed those things that they're done with and end up carrying around. You talk about bad feng shui. <laughs> carrying around <laughs> that stuff for years and years and years needlessly because they can't let go of them. So some of what I do is just to help people focus in on what they need and what they want and help them create it. But is that the reason why you got into it yourself is your own experience of, you know, going through some midlife things yourself? Is that is that what drew you to that or is it just the interest I of... Yes. I yeah. don't know. I just have always felt called because I think it's such a fun, creative time in life. It's not an easy time, but there's some really creative ferment that needs to happen at that time when it comes to reinvention and when it comes to taking the raw materials of your life and just sort of repurposing them. It's like right. a sculpture, you know? Right. Um, so how does someone know that you know, whether it be a man or a woman, that they're in midlife. I I hear a lot of people, you know, disputing what midlife really is, but how do do, do you know? How do you know? Well, you know you're in midlife if you're living the way you always have, 
but now your body's not cooperating. Mm-hmm. So you're eating the way you used to eat, but now you're getting away. Or you're trying to get away with sleeping or not sleeping the way you always have, and now it's kind of catching up to you. Right. Or, or things like that. Would you define that as an age? I mean, is it like, would you say middle life is 45? Is it 50? Is it 60? It's like menopause. It's different for everybody. For everyone. I just remember. It's, I, it's somewhere past 40. Even more past 40. Because I, I remember when uh, a cousin of mine, I think, turned 15. And, and I was much younger. He was an older cousin to me. And this person said that, um, you know, he was in denial about being in midlife. And, and my my aunt said, well, how many people do you know that are 100, which makes, you know, which, you know, more of us are are reaching that goal that goal point, but but at the time, yeah. you know, most people the average average age is what seventy nine, eighty, you know, whatever. So he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so there there is something to be said about even you know owning that you're in uh, in a midlife position, so you can make different choices. Absolutely, and yeah, and a lot of it is just recognizing that something's got to change. Right, right. Things that you've been doing for your whole life no longer work anymore, and so you need to rethink them or right. repurpose them. Right, right, right. Okay, well, we're going to talk more uh, about midlife, but right now I would love to take this opportunity to thank my sponsor, Saddler Inc. Insurance. I personally have all of my insurance with Saddler, my home, my auto, health, my workers' comp, my business insurance, and that really pretty much covers my personal and professional life. The staff at Saddler is dedicated to giving you the best coverage at the best price. And you know what? It's not a matter of if you're going to need insurance one day, it's when. So to get your best coverage and real customer service, check out my sponsor at SaddlerInc.com. That's S-A-D-L-E-R-I-N-C.com for all of your insurance needs nationwide. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui. And when we come back, I'll continue the conversation with Nina Price. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. We're joined today by Nina Price, and we're talking about midlife transformation for midlife success. So what are some of the key issues, Nina, that men and women deal with when they have hit midlife? Well, people always talk about things like menopause and andropause and so on. And and yes, body changes are definitely a part of it, but there are other things that happen as well, like kids growing up and leaving home and parents aging and passing on. And people leaving their lives, very often friends can be an issue. I started a meetup group some years ago called Hip Chicks in Midlife. And the reason most of the people joined the group surprising to me was that their friends had moved on. Their friends had moved out of the area. Their friends were off taking care of parents, grandchildren, whatever, and they just needed new friends. And that, so there's a lot of loss that goes on in midlife. And somehow we don't seem to get the support we need for that, and I think that's a mistake. We need to learn how to deal with loss because loss never goes away. It seems as the older we get, the more it shows up. So right. it's time to learn right. how to deal with it. Right, right. So, um, you know, you 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 do talk about like empty nesting being um, a, a big deal for people. You know, what is what are some of the things that you know a person can prepare themselves for, knowing, <laughs> you know, your children are going to be getting getting older. Um, you know, maybe a year or two, they're going to be off to college or possibly getting married, getting a job transfer. What would you do to? Uh, advise people that are in that situation how to prepare for that? Well, and enjoy your kids while you have them. And, of course, shore up your relationship and any issues that need to be addressed. Don't leave things hanging or create reasons to create um, polarity mm-hmm. <laughs> between you and kids. But, but also take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. I'm, I'm all about people taking care of themselves because self-care is something we just don't do well enough and enough of in this society. And I take a big stand for self-care. It's really important. You don't get to be 100 years old and alive without taking care of yourself. That's true. Or living well. You can be 100, but... 
living quality. well at 100 mm-hmm. quality there. I think that's the, the defining word here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think our bodies in midlife start to become more of, they talk to us a lot more. And the more we learn how to listen to them and to listen to them in general and to work with them and to take care of them, the better we are, better off we are. One of the things that I did along the way personally was in my 50s, I decided that I was going to be fit for the rest of my life. And I don't know if I had ever been fit before, at least not actively. <laughs> I hadn't made it a priority. But once I made it a priority, it really made a huge difference. And I started working out regularly, and it just became a part of my life. And now I can't conceive of not being active, not being fit, not working out regularly. And I'm very grateful because I know that for me it's it's really kept my health in a different place than many of the people I work with. Yeah, that's for sure. Just look at your Facebook friends as well. <laughs> so, um, so then, you know, there, there's also the concept of, you know, helping aging parents, which, you know, if you're working and you're in that sandwich generation, which are means you're probably a baby boomer where you're taking care of, uh, your, el- you know, your elderly parents, as well as you still may have children that are dependent upon you at home, and how, you know, difficult that that can be. What do you recommend for people that are, you know, just trying to hold it all together for everyone? I think probably self care has a lot to do with that, but sometimes Absolutely. people feel guilty about. It. But people can feel guilty about that, you know, whether well, we, can, we can we can. We can say that till the cows come home of like take care of yourself, but you know when you got the doctor's appointments and it doesn't have to be doctor's appointments. I mean, it could be getting a regular massage. It could be hanging out with a group of supportive people who are going through what you are. A book mm-hmm. I really like is Atul Gawande's Being Mortal. I think he's a really bright person, and I think he writes extremely well, Mm -hmm. and he talks about a lot of the issues that are going on in a very um, eloquent manner. I had my parents read the book, too. (laughs) No, that's nice. I thought it was that good, and um, it really addresses a lot of the issues people are dealing with, and I think once you see that you're not alone, that other people are dealing with this, that there are places you can go to get support, there are places you can investigate that could solve pieces of the problem. I mean, each family has their own set of ways to deal with what they need to deal with and their own set of issues to deal with. And it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Everybody's mm-hmm. got to deal with it their own way and in a way that honors the people involved. Yeah, and, you know, I would pretty much guarantee, I don't know how you feel about this, that no matter what you're dealing with, I don't care what it is in your life, you are not probably the only person that is experiencing that. And so being able to have the wherewithal to reach out and and find a group or support or, or you know, a friend to, to speak with, that there's probably more help out there for people than they realize, wouldn't you say? I would say, I would agree with that. There is a lot more help out there. And I, I know I've signed up on lists and people have called me regularly, well, how are your parents doing and can we help <laughs> you with this? And mm-hmm. Yeah, 
particular, you know, some parts of the country there's more than others, but it seems like people are starting to acknowledge that people are living to be older and older, and that creates some new issues that perhaps didn't exist beforehand. And people want to be self-sufficient, living on their own. They want to stay in their home. They don't necessarily want to avail themselves of some of the facilities available, and some do. There are senior centers. There are all kinds of programs. There are lots of opportunities um, for aging parents to to have fun and, and enjoy the time they have. Right. And have quality of life. Yeah. You know, I actually had a friend of mine, he's now since moved away, and we, we've sort of uh, just geographically, you know, lives have, have changed. Therefore, you want a new set of friends, as you were talking about. Um, but he worked for a senior facility, and I asked him, you know, because there's such negative connotations. Maybe that's changing a little bit. Who knows? Maybe it's, I know I'm not particularly ready to move into one and I would be considered a senior but it, it you know I think one of what his point that he made to me was that people have a better chance of a higher quality of life to transition into uh, that type of a um, living community as well as you know the, the the types that will also take care of you know um, ailments that they have a better chance moving in younger than older because not too many people want to make friends with a, a very sickly person. And no matter the age, they, you know, people still have faculty of mind. And, and it's just that attachment thing like, well, that person may be passing on soon. So I don't think I really want to strike up a friendship with that. Have you come across that of people being resistant to, um, you know, really accepting that they will need some more help as they get older and life transitions? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Think about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, now you're at an age and stage where you can take care of yourself, but I think most people want to be independent for as long as possible, and there is tremendous resistance among some people to moving out of their home, mm-hmm. um, to living with other people they don't know, to having to make new friends and be in a new social group that's not comfortable for them. And other people are happier than they've ever been in their whole life because they're among new friends and living in a situation that maybe wasn't possible for them earlier in their life. So mm-hmm. it's different for each person. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know why this popped into my head, but just different personality styles, behavioral styles will probably do better, you know, because I, you know, I can, I kind of consider myself, you know, somewhat of a social butterfly. You can put me in a room of people of of 100 and I don't know one and I can walk out knowing 80, whereas another person can walk into that same room and walk out feeling, oh my God, I can't, I couldn't wait to get out of that room because I didn't even want, you know, so even that, you know, probably that must transfer, you know, throughout one's life of being shy or overly introvert and, and all of that. So just thought of that one. So, um, so absolutely. You- yeah, yeah. So you personally have made some significant changes in your life since reaching midlife. How do you help others in that same situation? Each person is different, and each person has different issues they have to deal with. But um, a lot of it is about, you know, are you ready to make changes or not? And the people who are ready to make changes, um, it's getting them to see a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. and getting them to 
look at other things that are options for them and to really get out of their comfort zone because a lot of making change is about getting out of your comfort zone. So I I encourage people (laughs) to get out of their comfort zone and try some new things. And usually when you try some new things, it puts you in a place where you can be a little more pliable. Yeah. Um, would you say like, you know, like as a starting point for people, like go into just like meetup.com and then just put in some of the interests that you like. I, I know I found a whole new set of friends totally by accident, by, by setting up my own meetup group for my mm-hmm. business. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, I'm interested. <laughs> and, I, and I ended up joining a group just because I went on there to start my own meetup, but there's everything under the sun is that is that a good starting place for people to or where else would you have them go it can be or it could also have to do with the fact that you know they want to get something done some people want to write a book or some people want to mm-hmm. start a business or um, some people want to be active espousing particular causes I'm seeing a lot of that recently since the election and it's like, how do I get... Yes, in some cases, it is a meetup group, and sometimes it's an organized group that's trying to do the same thing you are. Um, and people band together. Like, you and I recently were part of a book. Right. Uh, we each wrote a chapter, and that made it easier for people who'd never published a book or a chapter in a book before to become a published best-selling author, and so that was really fun. It was, um, by the way. The name of that book is "Come Out of Hiding of Hiding and Shine," and you can shine. find that on Amazon. So, and that's how actually how we met. So that was actually a very interesting. Um, you know, as you said, I, I I totally fit that that template of I have never been published, and this this put me within a group of amazing people, and I got the opportunity to meet people like you. So. That was exactly certainly the side exactly. effect. Well, Nina, we're going to just um, step back for a second and take a short break from our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a moment. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. 
tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. And if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Nina Price about midlife transformation for midlife success. And I think that is really the key here is really understanding certain things about our our changing attitudes, minds, and bodies. So, Nina, when people are going through these body changes in midlife, what do you uh, what do you most recommend that people can do to transition in a much more eloquent way? Well, I would say step one is listen to your body. I think a lot of people try to ignore what their body is telling them. Would you agree? I I would agree. I can tell you when when I turned sixty, and I'm like very proud that I'm sixty because you know I I kind of hold my own on 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 that one. I've always taken care of my body. Although I would have to say there there's something different. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I tell you what, there's just something that is different and not in necessarily a negative way, but there's, you know, I'm, I, maybe, maybe I'm maybe owning that, you know, I'm midlife and beyond. Actually, I'm considered a senior. I'm not even midlife or anymore, but. Well, but, I don't know. I'm your age and I, I think I'm still in midlife. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to go I'm with the 120 thing. I'm not willing to take senior discounts. <laughs> oh, I am. Oh, my gosh. I'm so ready to take them. But go ahead. What can we do to help our, you know, yes, listening so, to our body, but what else? What, 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 what else would one, you recommend? Listen to what your body's telling you. And if you don't know how to interpret it, come see me. I'll explain to you what your body's telling you. Very yeah. often I, I do that. I'm saying, well, I'll ask some questions and I'll say, well, you know, what do you think your body's trying to tell you? What's going on here? People Give go, me an oh, example. I have no energy. Uh, People will say, oh, I have no energy. I need energy. And it's like, well, do you sleep? How well do you sleep? And we start talking about sleep. I said, you know, don't go doing anything fancy. Just fix your sleep. Let's start with sleep. Sleep is a huge one for so many people in our society. People drink so much coffee and, you know, they have all these good screens, whether it's their laptop or their iPhone or their iPad or their whatever. And... Yeah, if you're up late at night looking at your screen, it may make it harder to get some sleep. So you mm-hmm. may have to do a whole body wind-down ritual so that you can sleep better at night. Mm-hmm. Some people sleep well, but they don't get 
rest or they sleep enough, but they don't get restful sleep. Some people wake up at night and can't go back to sleep. Some people have trouble going to sleep. So it's going to sleep, staying asleep, refreshing sleep. Those are all things that are fixable, and now's a really good time to fix them because it's not going to get easier to fix the longer it persists. So a chronic so, chronic situation is going to be much harder to fix than if you first notice Absolutely. So sleep is a biggie. And then I see the beginnings of chronic illness. I see a lot of people getting diabetes these days, which is very disturbing to me, or high blood pressure, hypertension, high blood pressure. And I'm a trained medical practitioner. I'm an acupuncturist and a master herbalist. And um, there are really good non-pharmaceutical ways to solve all of these things. And I would encourage people. People are coming and saying, you know, my, do- my doctor wants me to take pharmaceuticals and I just don't want to. And it's like, okay, let's talk. And I'll sit down and we'll work up a program and they'll have options. And people love to have options. So I would say one of the most useful things you can do is find yourself a good alternative practitioner if you don't want to take a lot of pharmaceuticals. And who wants to take lots of pharmaceuticals? Yeah, because they all have side effects. I don't care. Uh, I tell you, I've seen so many people, they're taking one pill, and then they got to take another pill to offset that pill because yeah. it caused this. And now, I got, and it's just like a vicious, vicious circle that really doesn't have a very good ending. I mean, I'm sure there are, there, of course, there are reasons why you would only take a pharmaceutical um, or may not only, but, you know, supplement a, a pharmaceutical with preventative um, natural healing. But, you know, if you can keep off of them as long as possible, um, you know, I, I, I absolutely believe that you're, you're way ahead of the game. I think that's going back to that, you know, healthy aging, the 100-year-old person you referred to earlier today, you know, I'm, I'm almost certain that person isn't on a lot of pharmaceuticals either. Um, they're probably eating whole foods and, mm-hmm. you know. The, the whole sleep thing and, and all of that. So, but, you know, let's face it, we all, you know, have loss in our life. And I think, you know, when we hit midlife, um, this time of loss um, is particularly hard. Maybe we see our own mortality uh, looming, mm-hmm. who knows. But what, what do you recommend for dealing with midlife losses and maybe even preparing for our own um, so that we can not be so afraid of it? Well, some of it is working on ourselves. So becoming what I call a master of self-care, taking really good care of yourself, is a good way to deal with loss because you're getting in touch with what you're feeling and you're working through the feelings, which is sometimes really, really important. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes you may feel dissatisfied with things going on in your life and forget to notice that there might be other things you could be doing instead which would make you very happy or things you'd never even considered before or things that you keep saying, you know, I really need to do this, but you never, ever do it. Mm -hmm. So those are things to... And it could be something you've always wanted to do that you've just never made time to do. I've noticed some of those things, and I've really started making time for all of that. Things I've said, you know, I've always wanted to fill in the blank, and I've just sort of said, okay, this year I'm going to do it. And I've made it a project, and more of it gets done. So I will tell you that 
the more you can make those things a priority, the more they'll start to happen and new doors and windows start to open. And very often that could be a great way of dealing with losses. So it's okay to turn inward. It's not about being selfish. Sometimes it's about resolving stuff that you've put on hold for a long time and you've been so busy helping everybody else you haven't worked through your own stuff. So self-care is huge. Um, And ditching what no longer serves you. One of the things that I've noticed throughout midlife is that (sighs) there's all this stuff in our life, relationships, things we do, things we like, things that used to matter but don't matter anymore, and we just keep hanging on to them. They could be physical things, they could be emotional things, they could be relationships, they could be attitudes or values. All of these things are important, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we just have to consciously, mindfully let go of them. I'm sure in your work with feng shui that you encourage people to do the same. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you talk a lot about reinvention, so how do you help your clients reinvent themselves? Well, I, of course, get them in touch with what really matters to them at this age. And I'm always amazed myself that the things I didn't realize or the things that matter the most to me, I sometimes don't realize until I have to verbalize them and really look at things differently. I think a lot of it is just looking at yourself and your life and what's going on around you differently. And I'm big into helping people do that. Um, Gaining a new perspective on what is and what could be and what was and what's no longer needed. All of those things are super, super, super important. And finding out where the areas that absolutely have to be addressed. Sometimes people are focusing in one area to the detriment of others that are starting and the other areas are starting to really be an issue. Money is one of those areas. You know, people are so busy caring for parents or children or their career or whatever else that they really haven't planned for retirement or they really haven't invested their money effectively or they really don't even understand what money they have and don't have. Right. And sometimes it's just like, well, let's take a really magnify, let's get our magnifying glass on and take a real look at this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we find things we don't even realize are there. So that can be very useful. Right. Nina, before we run out of time here, I'm sure some of our listeners would like to find more out about your work and how to get a hold of you. So um, how can they do that? Well, probably best thing to do is if you're interested in having a conversation with me or email exchange, Nina, Nina Price, LAC at gmail.com. So that's N-I-N-A-P-R-I-C-E-L-A-C.com? Yep. yep. Okay. LAC cool. at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yep. Good place to write to me. Okay, cool. And Nina would be more than happy to answer any questions that you may have about um, any of the content that we have in the program. And I know she has some fabulous programs as well that um, you will, you know, just reach out to her and she can help you um, with that. I know she's got some stuff coming up right after the first of the year. So you may want to reach out to her um, and find out more information about that. So you can 
do midlife really, really well. (laughs) We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you my weekly tip. We're going to be talking about feng shui and the Oakland, California ghost ship warehouse fire. Not a great topic um, or not a happy topic, but I think it's one we should address. So we'll be right back after our, our, our short break from our sponsors. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Nina, the time flew by today so quickly. I want to thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. You're a wonderful interviewer. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, and again, reach out to Nina Price. LAC at gmail.com and Nina would be very happy to answer any of your questions. Now it's time for my weekly feng shui astrology and timing tip. And today we're going to talk about feng shui and the Oakland, California fire that happened uh, just last week. So today's topic really isn't a happy one, but sometimes it's necessary to talk about life's messy events to have a better understanding. On December 2nd, the citizens of Oakland, California, they experienced a horrific event of a blazing fire at the ghost ship warehouse with a confirmed death toll of 36 people. 
and many are still missing. And at the time of this live airing of my show, they really haven't confirmed absolutely what the cause of the fire was, but it does appear it was an accident. You know, this event has had a devastating ripple effect on the community with several business owners forced to close their doors due to rescue efforts. And the officials have declared a state of emergency in Oakland. So to the families and victims of the Oakland fire, you have my sincere condolences and prayers. Unfortunately, Oakland is no stranger to attracting violence, crime, protests, and fire. So why is that so? When you have a chain of events that occurs like this, there really always is a feng shui pattern that exists. Now, that pattern can either be a positive effect or a negative one, and unfortunately, this one has uh, some negative um, connotations to it. So when I analyze classical feng shui, I always look at person, space, and time. So in other words, the astrology is the person, feng shui is the space, and time using the time blazer business management system. So, you know, with the time that we do have today, I'm going to talk about two recent spiraling events that occurred in Oakland. One was the riots and vandalism post the U.S. presidential election and this most recent tragic Oakland fire. So, you know, the people of Oakland, they didn't even get the wave of coming back up before they got pushed back down again. It was just one negative event after the other. Now, I believe that the annual year of the fire monkey had a lot to do with these events. Now, we have seen all across this year the unpredictability of the fire monkey. We've seen a pattern of volatility, aggression, and violence. Now, not just in Oakland, it's been kind of across the board, but I'm choosing Oakland as my topic today. Now, the fire monkey is also known for wildfires, as we saw um, in, uh, in Oakland, and unfortunately, a high death toll. But why Oakland for both of these events? So for this, I look at the landform. Now, when I look at an aerial view, just go on on Google Maps and and plug in uh, Oakland, California, you can see that the eastern part of the city has the benefit of mountains. Now, this is the embrace that we look look at in feng shui, which actually that part of the city has better feng shui. Now, when the city begins to flatten out towards the San Francisco Bay, there's a lot of commerce there. There's a lot of shipping in that area. And the energy also begins to drop off considerably as well. Now, this means that this depleted energy is is going to happen in the housing and commerce in that particular area as well. So interesting, Oakland is a place where gentrification is coming into some of these low vibrant areas. So it's going to be interesting to see if rising costs of real estate, because that's what's happening with gentrification, if that's going to elevate the vibration of certain neighborhoods. But that is going to take a long time to shift that energy. So feng shui can have a domino effect. And that shift can, like I said, go either way, positive or negative. So you can take a really great neighborhood and you can tear it down very, very, very quickly because people will either move in and they'll start vandalism or crime raid. And then it does have, unfortunately, this ripple effect of lowering the chi and the cost of real estate and abandoned buildings. And it just kind of like brings it down, if you will, if not kept in check. Now, conversely, which takes a lot more time if you go into a community that's already low 
and try to raise up the conditions. It's going to happen, but it's going to happen on a much slower scale. So that means that the interior and exterior feng shui needs to be intact. So here's kind of a tip. You cannot hide good or bad feng shui. So when you think like, oh, somebody's coming over and I'm going to just jam a bunch of stuff into a closet, that's really, you still have a bunch of garbage in your closet. So you really have to kind of watch out for that. When I first began my study in classical feng shui, my feng shui grandmaster said in class, this was when I was very early in my studies, he said, if you want to improve your life, you need to improve your feng shui. Now, he further went on to say, you can do this by actually uh, moving to the most expensive area that you want to live in. So if you, you want to move into the most expensive area of a city or your your town, you may have to downsize from the current living situation you are in and even just rent a small room. But by doing so, by being in a higher vibration, you will improve your life. So my tip for you today is this. My grandmaster actually was very right. You want to look at your own living condition And if you're happy, great. But if you want to make some positive changes, then you must improve your feng shui. And if you're renting or leasing a place, this may be an easier option because you can just move. You don't have, you know, a vested interest um, in a particular place and you can move to the most vibrant energy of your town or city. That's usually with the highest price tag, FYI. So that's where you, you kind of want to go. And you want to go where you can most, you know, you can afford but you want to try to get into that most vibrant area to improve your life. Now, if you own the building, this may not be so easy or even an option, but what I would have you do then, if you absolutely can't move, but you can do this as a first step too if you're renting, is look in the back of the building. Now, most feng shui people talk about the front and the incoming energy of what's happening, But you're already there. Now, that's also a very valid point. You want to watch the front of your building. But the back of your building is about um, people matters. So this is your relationships and your health. So you want to make sure that everything's in working order. You want to make sure it's clean and tidy. And, you know, uh, whether it's a lawn or patio or whatever, everything is in neat and in order. Your your shrubs and your plants and all of that are well kept and living. And you don't want a lot of dead plants back there. So when you improve the energy of your own property, you will increase the vitality in many areas of your life. So the thing you you want to do is remain current with the annual energies as well. So you've got everything working kind of long-term for you, but you also want to tap into the most vibrant sectors of your space, and that would be the more internal feng shui, and you would be using the annual feng shui to do this. So every January, I do my annual feng shui astrology talk, and we're coming up on the fire rooster and it has many opportunities for you to tap into as well as challenges you want to avoid so if you want more information about my live event go to bit.ly forward slash 2017 annual talk i'm going to be filtering in many of the feng shui tips as we get closer to that event but for now um, look at the backyard or move into the most vibrant area of your of your community so that you you can raise your feng shui. I look forward to seeing you next time on Illuminating Feng Shui. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, make good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. 
Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace. 